To another episode of Suds and Cinema. My name's Kyle. I'm Jacob. I'm Josh. Y'all already know who I am. Um, my name's Topher. <laughs> this is episode 139, and today is a very special day. It's a very special episode. The first episode of 2023, which also makes it our anniversary slash birthday episode. Show has turned three years old officially. Official. Old enough to drink and not get <laughs> Yeah. That is true. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's true. Uh, so, yeah. He Have you been sh- saving that one, Jacob? <laughs> I've been, he he fucking, he's been, he's that's hit, been in the bank for a long time. Yeah, it's last recorded. Every day since last recorded. Uh, well, you know, statements like that come once in a lifetime, so you got to remember them. Um, so, yeah, we are going to be doing something uh, just a little bit different. Uh, nothing too crazy, but we are going to be doing a double header for movie reviews. We're reviewing After Sun and The Fablemans. And then for our beers, uh, we decided to try to find some unique and possibly more rare slash expensive beers. Uh, and we each chose one. So what I imagine we'll do is beer, movie review, beer, movie review, beer, nano, nano reviews. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we each uh, selected a special beer, and uh, we will get into that in a minute. But first, how was your guys' New Year's celebrations? Fun. Drank a lot. Actually, not that crazy, but no. pretty good amount. <laughs> Mine, yeah. Worked I, the next day, so. Pretty anticlimactic. I ended up, I had to work, so. Ouch. Didn't have, to, didn't really do much. We still closed at midnight, so I didn't end up meeting Jacob out for a brew or two. He had more than that previously, but <laughs> um, went out, had a couple beers, and then w- was home at a decent time, so nothing too crazy, but how about yours, Kyle? Did you get turnt? Very fun. Uh, <laughs> I did get turnt. Uh, went to Detroit, went to watch the Wings play the Senators, and what actually ended up being a pretty crazy game. That's the only team I've ever seen them play. Only game Senators. I've ever been to a Red Wings was the Senators. Really? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Uh I mean, I don't watch hockey regularly or even irregularly, really, but um, it was a pretty cool game because we were down we were down 2-0, and we scored, I think, four goals in a matter of minutes, like Jesus. minutes to, to, uh, to clutch up a 4-2 win. So You know the rule, right? A beer goal? Beer goal. <laughs> uh, we did, definitely did not keep track of that. We That's drank cool. quite a bit before. Uh, they thought the game started at eight, so it started at seven. I was ready at seven. <laughs> so you guys so were we, fucking. We got there with like three minutes left in the first period. Um, so anyway, yeah, got a couple beers there though. Um, then went to just a shitty dive bar and waited for the Which ball bar? to drop. Um, the Miami, old Miami, old Miami, old Miami. My uh, buddy used to bounce there. Oh really? He okay. told me it's really dope, but it's even doper in the summer. Yeah, it's I, really cool. In the I would imagine it's it's pretty cool. It was a cool spot. They but he had, did say uh, it's a divey. It's divey. 
they had um, a dance floor with um, <laughs> one of the only things I remember from this night. <laughs> Very emotional female DJ. I don't know why. She was crying like during the new yeah. the ball Wait, drop. Wait, what? No, not during the ball drop. Just like. Just in general? <laughs> yeah, like just like playing the set or whatever. Like one of her friends was talking to her up there or whatever. Hugs were going on and she started crying or whatever. I don't know if it was like, you know, like one of those like, oh, like look how many people are here like i've made it moments or if like something else was going on who knows but <laughs> was it packed yeah it was pretty packed well how many vodka red bulls did you drink at old miami yes zero i'm off vodka red bull i told you that it's when didn't you tell me that D- uh maybe i didn't tell you that dude in chicago like i thought my heart was gonna explode like i woke up like my heart was racing. I was like, I cannot Did you have do vodka other, Red Bulls uh, anymore. What? Do you think combining <laughs> caffeine with alcohol? <laughs> any other PEDs And drinking like involved? 15 of them? P- potentially, but <laughs> I don't think that had much to do with it. I think I would have felt that way either way. Anyway, <laughs> Tito's and soda or vodka sodas with lime are the move for... Uh, unless I'm dead tired and like I need the Red Bull energy couple of them maybe. yeah then switch or something but yeah no more vodka red bull all night <laughs> no, can't do it no tito's red bull all 2023 hit 30 now so yeah exactly. gotta watch not as young as it once was see yeah i'm a i'm not a soda per i like gin and tonics or like you do i'll even do tonic. vodka tonic but yeah. I, i'm not like a vodka so i'll do a gin and soda yeah i just like i don't like the taste of vodka well, vodka or like sparkling water I mean, yeah, but that's essentially what's great about it is it's super crushable, like highly crushable. Well, yeah, that's what alcoholics drink. Kyle. <laughs> yeah. There's a reason why they do that. I like there's a reason why most alcoholics like drink. That's the whole point, you dope. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's fun night. So, all right, you guys ready to get into all these? Yeah, beers? I've been I've been chomping at the bit. Yeah, literally, we got a long uh, out, but. <clears throat> got a long one here for you guys. Been doing a lot of. We've been crushing the sixty to ninety minute podcast. Yeah, we have. It's time for another marathon. This one, yeah, not so much. <laughs> yeah, we have been killing the uh, the ninety minute game. All right, so first up, this is in. Um, we're, we're decided to go in order of ABV and kind of light to darkness, uh, as you should when drinking multiple beers. Uh, and it just happened to work out that Josh is his first. So, Josh, why don't you? Yeah. Introduce this. So, in I saw this beer a week ago, or two weeks ago, and I was like, <coughs> I need to remember to get this, because that's why I said, I asked you guys, should we do a little bottle share? Because either way, it wasn't going to be my turn, technically, but I still wanted to get this beer. So, it ended up working out perfectly, but I saw this, and I thought, how perfect. So, um, another beer from Drecker. We're all fans of Drecker, featured them raved about them um so i ended up seeing their chunk uh line we've i think we featured their chunk line or at least talked about it yep I think um so. on here so this is one of the chunk skews and it is called birthday cake so thought it'd be very appropriate and um nice that we got it on our birthday so um description reads uh oh lord we took this Sunday sour and baked it up with a mountain of confetti cake, filled it with strawberry and raspberry jelly, then covered it in frosting wow. and plopped a candle on top. <laughs> it's our party and we'll chunk if we want to. Uh, ABV 6.8%, uh, zero IBUs, 
Um, it is a smoothie sour or Sunday sour, it says on the can. Um, un- untapped, obviously, a little, dif- little different. Um, also, on the can, it says that there is cream of coconut and lactose included in this. Um, yeah. It says give a gentle roll or two. <coughs> yeah, definitely. In it. Um, so, yeah. Well, Excited we're pouring for it one. anyway. So yeah, we're going to pour it anyway. doesn't matter, but, really. <laughs> but... Yeah, let's do it. New rule. Gotta <laughs> follow. We're careful about it now. Kyle's got to watch. Now watch Ooh, you guys. My, oh my goodness. Just when it, I opened it, it, smells delicious. It pours clear what they set. <laughs> the only thing is we are pouring it, but these aren't full pints, so. Well, top it off. Some particulates. Looks fucking delicious. Did you try some already? Mm-hmm. Oh, no cheers to us, I guess. Fuck us, Kyle. Yeah, happy birthday to yeah. us. Happy birthday. Cheers. Sorry, your First party's drink, here so we go. <laughs> it is our party, and I will cry. Well, the Yum. confetti cake is there. It's very much there. <laughs> it's where <laughs> it is confetti cake in a glass. And I get the jelly, the like raspberry. It is, yeah, fruity too. I get more, yeah, definitely raspberry. I'm missing the cake angle. Here. Really? Really. It it almost feels like I can feel it on my teeth. Yeah. <laughs> Picture biting into confetti cake and it's. You don't get frosting and like those little confetti. Whatever things they are, what are I don't know what they actually are. It's confetti, Jacob. The confetti, <laughs> pieces of sugar. Mm. Yeah, that's the sugar dots that Kyle found in in Florida. <laughs> Huge. Um, I mean, I guess a little bit. I I just need to. I just need a few more drinks. I don't know. Like that's as like soon as strictly it my, I taste. Yeah, yeah, like as soon as it leaves my tongue, the aftertaste is just straight frosting and cake. But like I get the fruit as it's on my tongue. Yeah. And I burp. The burp is confetti cake for me. <laughs> Jacob, what's your burp? Maybe I have COVID. Kyle's dead. Same as the aftertaste. Confetti cake? Yep. Nothing? Kyle? I don't know. It's like almost weirdly tasteless to me. Kyle's got COVID. I'm serious. Part three or four for Kyle. Kyle's gotten every variant, so why not? He's trying to become a COVID master. I mean, he was just in Florida. Oh, yeah. I was just at Old Miami. That too. (laughs) Yeah, you went from Florida and then went to Florida again. True. No, it's good. It is good. I'm just... Maybe it'll hit me like halfway through. Because that's normally how it works. I'm not. Yeah. I'm <laughs> Is not that your volcano? Did you get it all in? No, not yet. No. Oh. Yeah. I'm I, want the thick, this I want the thick parts to. Yeah. I've been just drinking and slowly replacing. Mine's it fucking time. in. I've been going. Really? Yeah. Damn. Your whole can is in there? I drink all the way down to the can. Save some for the review, dog. We are reviewing it. There we, there we go. <laughs> the movie review. I am. 
I just wanted. I don't like. I want, didn't want to hold both cans, so I just had to chuck some. I get a little strawberries and cream. I mean, that's you know, like frosting. the little candies. Yeah, the little Werther's fucking things. Berries and cream. I'm a little elf who loves berries and cream. That's a deep cut, especially with the froth. That's where I'm getting it. Crushability. Four. Really? Lower. Yeah, I would say three. Yeah, I you think don't think you three. could have two or three of these? Mm. It's still and very quick sweet. and quickly. Yeah, I'm about to. Well, I can slam yeah. this instantly. <laughs> you, right now. I know, but like it's good. It's really good, but I don't know I, I about my a, crushability. I'm at a three. It's like it's crushable because it tastes so good, but like I think. Oh, now I think like two good. in. Wow! Now <laughs> Kyle can taste. Trend follower. Yeah. <laughs> I said it tastes good. I'm saying I can't get the same flavors that you guys are getting. You're only I didn't getting say it wasn't strawberry. Good. Well, you said it tastes. I'm, I'm it's mostly tasteless. How can something good be tasteless? I'm mostly getting fruit. I'm I'm missing like the coconut, the frosting, the confetti cake. I don't know if coconut's you meant think to be after a taste uh, profile. 103 years of this, you get cream, more of a gimmicks, developed palate. Strawberry, raspberry, cream of coconut. I know, but I don't Black know if cre- cream of coconut is meant to be like... Yeah, it says gimmicks. I think gimmicks to them is like their flavor profile. Note. I don't know. Fla- note on this is cake, thick, one and the same. Strawberry, yes. raspberry, jam-like. I'm, I'm talking about the can. I know. Okay. I'm just saying, I didn't know jam-like was a... Descriptor, or yeah, descriptor on untapped. Did I say Drecker, Drecker's out of Fargo, North Dakota? I don't know if I said uh, that or not. But I don't know if you said it. People think, should know that. I think we probably said We've that We've 100% said it's in Fargo. Fargo. Could be the first episode. Who knows? <laughs> Thank you for joining us. Yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> Welcome to this episode of Seth and Cinema. You three years in. Where the <laughs> fuck were you? <laughs> you have three years of uh, catalog to go through. I mean, I don't know how you don't get the confetti cake. Yeah, it, it's Fuck so you, much. You <laughs> All right, are we done with this? Yeah. While Kyle introduces the thing, look in your text thread. I mean, uh, I well, what do you want to start with? I guess is the question. Chronological size of said movie. When you watched it, I watched Ever Sun first. So did I, Jacob. Did you watch After Sun first? I did. Then let's do that. After Sun it is. Let me pull it up. Yeah, you and you and Jacob, you probably have like fifty texts sent to him. He probably has <laughs> fifteen returned. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I have five hundred. <coughs> yeah, he was he has ninety-seven unanswered un- text messages. Unread text Unte- messages. Un- yeah, right unread. Now. I literally have a problem, and I don't know how to explain it. Because like I the see worst the text thing is happens, he has the watch. Just so he sees it on his watch, and doesn't even then he it. sees it on his phone, <laughs> and it's still. Yeah, and then I look at it. I'm like, I'll get back to that, and then I just never do. I and do that then too. like when I wait, and now it feels bad because I'm like, well, I should answer it right at the time. Or there's so many texts after that that I would have to read all of them to figure out what the context is. So I just don't. But it's way worse. It is. I'm a terrible person. You are. Yeah, I am. He has like 12,000 emails, 600 600 texts, countless voicemails, probably. Voicemail box is definitely Uh, full. 20. (laughs) 
Missed phone calls. Tony missed calls. <laughs> 13,924 emails in red. Okay, so it's more than, it's a thousand more than last time. <laughs> on Chris, you've got a thousand emails pretty much since Christmas. And I still haven't read any of them. <laughs> this fucking guy. All right, so we're starting with Aftersun. Aftersun is written and directed by Charlotte Wells. It stars Paul Mezcal, Frankie Corio, and Celia Rolson Hall. Uh, plot synopsis reads Sophie reflects on the shared joy and private melancholy of a holiday she took with her father 20 years earlier. Memories real and imagined fill the gaps between as she tries to reconcile the father she knew with the man she didn't. What did you guys think of After Sun? Cheers. <laughs> I liked it. So fast at that now. Like I have to go from one app to another because I don't have my fucking iPad. How anymore. slow he was before. <laughs> yeah, RIP to your iPad. Wherever that went. Our iPad. Yeah. iPad. I rip. Yeah, I rip. Anyway, I did. I liked After Sun. Emotional damage. Is that what this movie caused? No, that's me. Morning, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's a very, I don't know how to explain it more than restrained or reserved movie. It, I think this movie could be hated by people pretty easily based on just who? there's not yeah, who a lot that this? goes on. I don't know. Mouth breathers? <laughs> yeah, sure. The mouth breathers. Because, I mean, it, it is so. It feels like it's trying. It's building up to be. Okay, like, I don't think "hated" is a wrong word. Yeah, but I think, think it's boring, unenjoyable. Yeah, <laughs> unenjoyable. Yeah, like boring. Not enjoy. Boring. Could be bored they by didn't this. hate it. They just didn't like anything about it. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Nothing was enjoyed. <laughs> they didn't hate it. It seems like it's trying to build up to be like some kind of dramatic, like hit you with like cancer or leaving or some kind of like big thing and it never does so it's just it like does. This i mean kind of yeah. kind of it's assumed yeah i mean but it's never explicitly shown uh sure yeah <laughs> but i just mean it's not like that's left for you the movie isn't about that though the movie is about this little relationship just between father who's really young and daughter and it's it's so like realistic and the chemistry between them is amazing and it's shot well as so many of those things going for it, but it is very just restrained. It's real. It feels like a life, like a real life thing. Slice of life. Yes. Like <laughs> in the best way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually loved after sun. Um, wow. Josh loved the indie drama. Indie Other breaking news. <laughs> Water. Wet. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I and the thing is, and I'm sure there is, but I don't think that there has been a movie that better portrays mental <clears throat> of this capacity of like you're like the daughter thinking everything is okay and seeing that and then seeing what he was actually going through and like. And it's not spoon fed to you. Like you can just kind of get this uneasy, overarching 
what's going to happen. Yeah, there's exactly. going to be something wrong, and it does kind of get there. But like Jacob's saying, it doesn't say boom, fucking stamp yeah. on the forehead. You know, it's <clears throat> it's a very slow and gradual, mm-hmm. gradual, <laughs> gradual <laughs> um, build up, and um, and it's it, it does a, a cool blend of you know current time versus. And I like how the how they portray the like the memory or like the I guess I don't know exactly how to describe what the the realm was that we were seeing, but mm-hmm. um I like that a lot. It was you know, I thought it was kind of felt like a rave and it you kinda of see why why they were in there at the end. Like why she chose that dancing as a as a reason to remember that. But um I was reading through a lot of reviews and um, this movie touches a lot of or pulls a lot of heartstrings because of how accurately it portrays. And we, I mean, we, I can't speak for Kyle, but, you know, we didn't really experience something like this growing up. So, you know, to, to, if you had experienced that and to have this movie, I think that this is a movie that's important to a lot of a lot of people and I think that it not only is good for them in helping and being important for people that have been in the situation but also for people that haven't and we'll kind of get into into what exactly I'm talking about later but um, yeah I, th- I just I thought it was very tight the direction was awesome um, the child actor actress was incredible like Jacob said that the um the um relationship and the it felt real it felt like a father daughter a younger father kind of growing up with his daughter and he's in his 30s and she's 11 already so you kind of get an idea that he was you know early 20s which we can relate to because our father is only like 20 years older than us so to see that kind of in a movie sense is kind of was kind of unique because I don't think or I can't think of a movie off the top of my head that portrays a situation like this as it does in this one. Yeah. Yeah, definitely felt pretty unique in its relationship. Um, I feel like normally when they have this that small age gap, they go for the mother daughter. Yeah. It's usually like a single mom. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I had you when I was so young and, you know, and it's more dramatized than than this. Um, I liked After Sun quite a bit. I don't know if I loved it. I, I think a huge part of it does kind of depend on your experiences and like relationship and how well you can connect with with these characters and stuff. Um, it is very much slice of life, but there's that building like tension and you know like I think it builds up to a, a a moment and it either kind of all comes together in that moment or doesn't and I can't imagine like I haven't heard many people say like it fell apart there or like it never came together for them because I know that moment like I felt that when I saw it I was like oh this is the moment and mm-hmm. like yeah it just made all of the rest of the movie seem worth it because like you're watching it and it is so just like kind of going through the motions of a vacation with like these small moments 
of really coming of age in inter put for, into it for both yeah of them yeah for both definitely more for the girl i feel right. like but um you know like her trying like you know her getting her first kiss trying to like hang out with older kids but then they she you know quickly realizes like they don't want anything to do with her and then like kind of just going off on your own like a lot of stuff like that i liked i i I do love the portrayal of like the mental state of the dad, but like, I don't know if it would have been, you like almost can't expound upon it because then it takes away from that, like yeah, not knowing of it. But then you are left just like wondering and I don't know, maybe that makes it more powerful, like left wondering like why. Yeah. Because like a lot of times, well, that would be spoiler to say. We'll get into it later. And I'm, I'm very glad I didn't read the synopsis yeah. before because I feel like that kind of gives too much away. Yeah. yeah, I didn't read anything about it. Like I when didn't. it says memories real and imagined fill in the gaps, I feel like that's like kind of gives away a pretty heavy, <laughs> I guess not Is there Was away, there anything else imagined besides like that dance? I don't think so, but I, like I also rave? don't. And it would ha- require a rewatch. Is this, are we seeing some of the scenes through her remembrance of it? Or are we seeing, or are all scenes as, actually as they actually happened? Right. Are there any scenes that. I don't think there was any moments that changed because if you remember, there's moments that they <coughs> play back on the camera and then you see those same moments like yeah. play yeah, out catch up to not it, yeah. from the camera. Yeah. Right, and they don't change at all. So right, I don't but know. Yeah, I guess it. Would that's when the synopsis comes in. It's like the yeah. she, the memories, and what really happened. She's trying to fill in those gaps. It's like now, is there a point? Is there points to this movie where we're like, where it's almost like her imagining versus what actually happened, or her vision or her version of her dad versus the real version of her dad? Mm, yeah. I think a rewatch would have to be. Yeah, I think <coughs> knowing, kind of knowing, like I said, the ending. Yeah. You can relook at a lot of scenes and even see them differently. And I think a rewatch will help too. I think this is something that would go up for me um, upon rewatch. But yeah, I, I did love the performances. Um, I, I thought the direction was pretty good. I don't, I wouldn't say I loved how, it, well, I did like how it was shot but there are certain shots that were <laughs> felt like just like odd choices to me where they're like part of them is like barely in frame and like we're focused on something else and it didn't really seem to have what if it much does meaning have to it and you just <laughs> didn't know that could be as well and that might maybe I a thought it was help super that. cool shot like the one where the camera's like here and you can just see a slip sliver of mirror you can see him in just a sliver of mirror, but it's focused on yeah. just the TV. There's quite a few really good looking I thought shots. That, I, yeah. And a lot of this shots early, and I think this kind of leans into what you were saying about being boring, Jacob, is they were very, pretty long shots. There was a couple <coughs> early on that were intentionally long. Like when he was couldn't sleep that night and it was it didn't it just felt like a scene that was dragged down for like, you know, thirty probably to a minute long if not longer of just him 
just him just facing him in bed so yeah i think i think that that was kind of intentional to be like okay not necessarily david lowry-esque in <laughs> ghost story but okay i'm gonna put this up front so either you're bought in or you're not and if you make it past these points then you're bought in and you're gonna enjoy the experience a little bit more yeah i think um i can't remember like anything lingering too long but like no, there I was know, a couple of fringe scenes that were like, okay. Yeah, but nothing where I was like, right. okay, move it along. Yeah. Because to me, watching it, I also felt like it went by very fast. Yeah, like for an hour. F- it's still an hour 40-something, right? Yeah, which is so it's you know, too short. It's a short movie, but um, like I, I also just felt like it was paced well. And like, I don't know, each scene, each moment brought something new and different. And it was just, I mean, it, as depressing as it could be, it's a enjoyable watch yeah yeah i mean i watched this with carissa and she said she liked it too so i think it appeals to the masses as well as movie nerds as our like ourselves Mm -hmm. for sure um i don't have that much else to say honestly it's kind of one of those movies that you know there's not a lot of plot to it so what are you going to discuss (laughs) i mean yeah i could what Kind of want to dive into a little bit more of the, yeah, and we can do the mental, I guess. Yeah, the, we can do spoilers. That's what I'm saying. Is nothing else besides spoilers, and I feel like the spoilers all kind of revolve around one thing that we all want to say. So, um, if you haven't seen After Sun, I think we all highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. Definitely check it out if you like to do these. You're endless. You could make it. So, okay, spoilers from here on out. What? Uh, let's get to the elephant in the room. The he obviously. Part commit suicide yeah yeah like close to that age because at that rave or dance or whatever it's him sorry at the same time as when he was at like as he looks the same as when he was on vacation yeah we're in the same clothing yeah. and she's older in the in those moments um <clears throat> but yeah so he's like <clears throat> what i was gonna say is that i like how they did that because most of the time people that actually commit suicide are not the ones that say I'm going to kill myself. I'm going to kill myself. And they're always depressed. They seem the most happiest Mm -hmm. on the outside and then they commit suicide. So that's like an accurate portrayal of that. But there's, there's like moments and scenes where like, I don't know, like his love for her seems so strong, which also adds to the powerfulness like that he did it. Yeah. And then like, other things where he's like, you know, I want you to be able to talk to me like always, like when you mm. grow up, stuff like that. Like, you know, just putting out things that like planting seeds for the future and then going through with that, like you've kind of stripped her from that and obviously from a father for the rest of her life, too. But yeah. Um, also, I'm wondering. So I just thought of this randomly. Um I wonder if the way that they shot is how we're supposed to be able to see the real versus perceived. And one scene in particular that makes me think of that is when she, if he's in the bathroom cutting up the cast. Yeah. And he just cuts himself and he's just sitting there like bleeding. Now that was a good and shot. She, uh, if we're talking about yeah. shots, like when he's, I really you know, like that shot. Yeah. yeah. And she's, how they she doesn't that. see him doing, you know, feeling like that because she's in the other room. So yeah, it's like dark that, and light. And yeah. That was like kind of like a showing you her what she saw was 
she was just yelling, talking to her dad in the bathroom, and on the other side of the wall, he's he was feeling, he's bleeding and yeah. you know hurt. like hurt. Mm. And I wonder if that's how it was showing it you that he's hiding. Yeah, yeah. And then we see she thinks that he's just in bed sleeping, and he's actually out in the fucking ocean, you know, drunk as hell. And she has no idea where he is. She just thought he was sleeping in her bed. So maybe that's like, I mean, I guess maybe they yeah. did show perceived versus what actually happened. It was just more, it wasn't like a, I don't know. It wasn't because she was cha- altering her reality. It was just her not seeing the reality. Yeah. And those are Physically. like, I guess he's hiding it from his daughter because yeah. he doesn't want to like seem weak or those are also kind of like look seem like metaphorical right and just the image itself shows you what you're saying that he's hiding this pain and she's unaware of it and that's supposed to cue us into the understanding of what he's going through but i do think also like they you can literally see if you like in the one part he talked about his childhood he just goes off on a little bit of tangent for a second about how they didn't remember his birthday, and then when he told her, they got like mad at him or something like that. <laughs> and how it was so different from what she's going through. Like somebody who is depressed, they can it can be like those little statements that they aren't coming off as like some dark thing that they're saying. Like it doesn't sound. They're not delivering it. The with weight. That, yeah, the weight of what is happening. But, like, you listen to that and you think about that coming from, like, the future, which she is, right? And you think back to every moment that you spent, like, what what was the cues? And, like, that is one, right? Also, that actually probably happened that didn't have any significance, really, at the time. It's like, whoa, that sucks, you know? But you don't think, like, and that he, was him, like, calling, like, just, like, like, break that shell broke for a second. And sometimes they'll, like, crack, try and make it out as a joke. Like oh, he just which I think he did make it light right after that, making it try and be lighthearted about it. Yeah, but like clearly, that was a trauma that he and was expressing, <clears throat> probably unconsciously, because he's trying so hard to hide exactly what he's feeling. Yeah, and I thought, and it's kind of what Kyle was saying about him being so love and loving her so much that, you know, like you see like his parenting techniques, and I'm like, you know, he was like a pretty good parent if you think about it, like. He was like, he was like, if you ever do drugs, which you probably will, and you can if you want, like, trying not to be like, don't, you know, like, let her yeah. live her life. <laughs> it's kind of like the he's like, but thing let right me now. know because I can help you because I've done, I've been there, done that. You know, it's like, like the par- like, there's parents that I'm sure they're like, you know, don't, don't drink or don't do this because yeah, I did it, and even though it's not worth it, but it's like. You know, now you know. Maybe they need to, they need to find out, and you know, I in and the uh, you know you can talk to me about it. And the way that she said, "Oh, kissed," and she he just kind of like made it a real experience for an eleven year old. It's like he's like he he knows that it's not really there's nothing to yeah, it, yeah. but you know, some parents would be like, "Why the hell would you do that?" Or they get mad. They would get right, mad, yeah. and he's just it's a life experience, and he's letting her experience life. The way that he did or that he wanted. I mean, maybe he wanted to and he didn't get the chance to. It's a it's the whole argument. It's like they're going to do it regardless. 
do you want them to tell you about it or do you want them to hide it? Right. <laughs> right. If you're open and accepting of it and you talk like that as a conversation, they're much more likely to share or ask you for help if they need it, for example, than if you're just negative and just shut them down right away and wrong. That then they're going to rebel even more. That froth at the end of this was amazing. It was like fucking yogurt. <laughs> Sorry. I digress. Yeah, there was a lot of it. <clears throat> yeah, all all great points. Great stuff. I uh, Again, I do think a rewatch would help this a little bit. I But I don't know like how much I'm going to connect with it overall. Like I didn't feel like I was ever on the verge or even like thinking about like crying or anything like that (laughs) i didn't either yeah and i've heard it's like you know can be in a very emotional movie for people so liked what it was saying liked a lot of it i was going for but it didn't connect too deeply with me and like nothing we ain't that straight sorry (laughs) (laughs) uh nothing like blew me away in terms of like technical aspects or anything like that a lot of like very well done things like you said Shot choices, framing, stuff like that, but not like a wow factor. Yeah, it was just like, and that, I mean, that's obviously, it's so, such a small movie. Like, yeah, I, d- I, I do like love the choice, like that going to that, uh, like having that strobe light and just the effect that that has. I was, gonna, yeah, and like, because like there's at one point, like, you don't even really know what you're seeing, like, until. You see like her the point second of view. or third time that they go to it, yeah. Because and originally like, oh, you just seeing him. her point of view, yeah, or you're right, just, yeah. It's just seeing her, and then it looked like it the looks neon demon, at. the woman falling down from. Yeah, <laughs> I had the strobe effect also. No. I've seen that <laughs> once, and I think I'm good with that. Fuck you, you asshole. <laughs> um. Okay. Yeah. Let's rate it out of five stars. I'm gonna give it a four. I'm giving it a five. Banger. I am also a four. All right. Time to move on to our next beer. And Jacob is up. I got us. What do you got us, Jacob? Nice, beautiful, honestly, very nice looking bottle here. Got the cage with a cork on it, like a champagne. And this is Chimay Grand Reserve. Fermenté, <laughs> I guess, Chimé Grand Réserve Fermenté en Barrique. <laughs> Chen Francais, Chen American Whiskey. So, is a, from Chimé, another Trappist beer, so Monks made this for us. And, uh... <laughs> Hell yeah. It is a Belgian strong dark ale. Chimay, we've probably, I think we've had on the show before. Have we? I think we've had a Trappist, but I don't know if we've we had We definitely Chimay. have had a Trappist beer. I think we've had Chimay. I don't know if we've had. Maybe not. If not, it's from. Uh, he doesn't even know what fucking beer is. Belgium. I definitely don't think I've typed that before. <laughs> but it's from Belgium. And it's from a monastery. So this one has quite the description here. Uh, the Clan Chesev <laughs> Barrel Fermented is an exceptional beer that benefits from triple fermentation and extended maturing in barrels. Unfiltered, 
unpasteurized. This beer has an inc- incomparable rounded wooden flavor. A balance between roundness and power that will be appreciated at best between, it says six months to one year, but we're like years after that. <laughs> this is a no longer in production one. So I'm, this one may Wait, explode. So it says best yeah. six months to a year. So if we're past that, is it going to be better or is it going to be worse? I don't know. <laughs> well, if it says best, I would guess worse, worse. But no way of knowing until we try. It could be this might explode when I open it. Yeah, Jacob. Actually, <laughs> there's go. a lot of bottle fermentation go the, here. Go to the sink. Go to the well over there. Yeah. <laughs> so this one boasts an excellent blend of characters of Chimay Blue and whiskey. Thirty-four percent French oak, forty-one percent American oak, and twenty-five percent whiskey. Produced in limited amounts using craft brewing methods, this sophisticated bouquet is perfectly showcased when served at temperature between 10 and 12 degrees Celsius. Or like 50 and 56 degrees Fahrenheit. Science rules. Boom. That's it. It's coming in at 10.5% ABV. I'm going to go open it over away from here. Watch All right, see you in a while. Explode. This is a real celebration. Turn the light on if you want to see. Yeah, hey, okay. Well. <laughs> Just don't put your head over top of it. How's it going? <laughs> oh, God, it's spraying everywhere. You blew it! <laughs> and now he's chopping Phyllis's head off with a chainsaw. Ring, ding, 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 ding. It's fine. Turn up. Pour us up, Jacob. You're the Bartista. And the beer bitch. And the beer bitch. The new beer bitch. Pour him up. You said it's a dark Belgian something? Strong dark. <coughs> strong dark Belgian? A Belgian strong dark ale. Belgian strong dark ale. That was in the, that was what, do you remember at Grand River Kyle, the sappy days? I don't remember that. It was the maple. It was a maple. Mm. We had, um, oh, fuck. Um, There's a lot from Grand River I never checked in because that, that was the, that was uh, when I didn't use burn untapped. love? You remember that one, the peanut butter Belgian? Uh, Hunk of Burning Love. It was, butter. it was named after El for Elvis. Yeah, I get the pun, but I don't. I don't remember having that. Oh my god, Kyle! <laughs> I think you had like a hundred pints of it. Okay, I probably did, but I don't remember any of them. Anyway, Sappy Days was a Belgian dark, Belgian strong dark ale. Why did you pour Kyle so fucking shitty? He's gonna need more. Yeah. Look at this fucking guy. He poured me. ours to the top and then gave Kyle like a schmutch. Got it. Ugh. It smells great. I know you guys are fucking gonna <laughs> love it. <laughs> the dust and the smell is at an all time high. Very dusty smelling. Super dusty. Jacob, you're gonna. Did you smell it yet? Uh, the floral bouquet. No, whatever. Give me, give me your your dust, uh, dustability. I don't know. Dustiness out of ten. 
beautiful. Do you don't think this smells dusty? A little I bit. think that this is like the definition Dust, of it. Dusty in like an old book that's hardbound in a library that you Dusty uncover. as in a antique store. With a beautiful like paper <laughs> smell. Oh god. Okay, here we go. Cheers. I can't even get to mine. <laughs> Fucking head's so huge still. Who you calling Pinhead? Super mu- this is caramel super caramel <laughs> forward. Mm. Vanilla maybe. I do get vanilla. A little bit. Jacob, I'm waiting for you to check this in because I'm not gonna, <laughs> not even gonna try and search in the ten fucking titles mm. of this. It's good. The caramel's strong. I don't know. It's very It's okay. <laughs> Obviously this is past its peakness, but I think this is pretty only by like two years. Like more than that. <laughs> Depending on in when in twenty eighteen it was bottled. True. It'd be one Getting year a lot of wood on the back so end. Yeah, yeah well, three definitely to four barely. <laughs> a lot of wood. Holy shit, I'm going to come. <laughs> mm. This good. beer just like screams 325 to me. Come on. You come on with your 3.5 on your chunk. Well, this guy. That's pretty good for being mostly tasteless. <laughs> <laughs> I taste this more. This but is. I'm I'm not saying that this is amazing. I I don't there's like Belgians you have to like strike a balance. Like I think like a Belgian double or triple is like perfect. Some of the quads and like strong dark gets Belgians, too malty. Yeah, too malty, like too caramely. This drink's pretty I like thin. the estery of doubles and triples. Yeah. I don't this is like it could be too cold too. This is like a raisiny, caramel, vanilla, woody. But it won't so the difference between a Belgian dark, t- typically, this is at least what I'm I know, is that Belgian darks are fermented colder than darks, which would make it, or what uh, than than just so. Belgian strongs. Yeah, there's I think there's some. You're not getting one. Hell no. Crushability one. <laughs> um. It's very low. I'm like I'm. I'm not. Yeah, gonna it's fuck not. It's, it's a low. This is heavy. Yeah, it's like a yeah. two, two. But it five. tastes like it's pretty light for it being like ten. I guess it is a lager, right? So I, this one. Actually, did you say this was ale? It's an ale. It's an ale. Trappist ale. It's un. It's, it's unfiltered true. on everything. Whatever. So I, I'm not gonna lie. For it to be an ale, I think this feel. one tastes better with the head. But. Because you taste it on the nose. Mm. I don't know. It's getting better as it warms up. I get yeah. taste more flavors. Let's check back in halfway through the failed men's room. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Josh is trying to super eat his. I'm trying, man. Just <laughs> Jacob said it gets better when it warms up, so I'm yeah, praying. Yeah, because it's getting more. I'm putting like this beer between my hands and praying. <laughs> That it, it gets, gets that better. like leathery leatheriness. Like yeah, it tastes like if I were to lick this fucking couch. Not a Fableman's teaser. If you <laughs> let's pray on it. Let's pray. Oh on yeah. It. <laughs> if you lick like a nice patinaed old bound book. <laughs> yeah, if you like 
chewing on books that are chewing old Chewing on well. old hardcover book leather. Chewing on books. This oh. is it. There's a flavor. This definitely has a way more like refined complexity though, right? Than like a birthday cake. Yeah. Jacob, this is fucking this cake. style's been s- since 1638. <laughs> so it's this style's been since 2018. <laughs> this, well, has this was bottled 600 that year, years so. in it. <laughs> the style the, and the monks have been doing this since how for how long? You know, probably before 1600s. Probably since like the 1200s. Who knows? How old is Chimay? It's probably pretty old. I refuse your question. This beer, <laughs> this style is... Chimay is from 1862. Okay, well... <laughs> so it's only like 200 years old. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> no, it's only like, what, 160 years old? Basically a brand new brewery. What is that in dog years? <laughs> yeah, that's all. <laughs> that's all I can tell time. Because I will count to <laughs> Almost it. Almost a millennia. <laughs> How does that help? <laughs> <coughs> All right, Jake, you be checking this in for us. Yeah, I'm tra- I'm waiting for you to check it in so oh, I can sorry. fucking. Yeah, you have the you have it pulled up. Fucking put it in. Okay. Anything else to say on what? I don't even know what this is called. Chimay Grand Reserve Fermenté and Barrique Chen Francais Chen American Whiskey. What he said. Anything else to say <laughs> on what he said? No. It's, it just flows right off the tongue. All right. Well. We are going to get into our next review, which is The Fablemans. The Fablemans is written and directed by Steven Spielberg, also written by Tony Kushner. Uh, It stars Michelle Williams, Gabriel LaBelle, Paul Dano, Judd Hirsch, Seth Seth Rogen, um, Alina Brace, Keely Karsten, a few others. Plot synopsis reads, Growing up in post-World War II era Arizona... Young Sammy Fableman aspires to become a filmmaker as he reaches adolescence, but soon discovers a shattering family secret and explores how the power of films can help him see the truth. What did you guys think of The Fablemans? I also enjoyed this. I am not... I liked it. (laughs) Like the biggest Spielberg fan, but it's not like I hate his movies, but I don't like go back and gravitate to a lot of them as much as some people do. Don't bullshit me. (laughs) And (laughs) so I I honestly, I didn't have super high expectations for this and I I think it was good. I, I enjoyed it. I had some problems with how long it felt, especially in the beginning in the buildup, but overall Mm -hmm. I, it felt very Spielberg and he knows what he's doing. It was, and I thought just, the story and everything unfolded and by the end I was happy with it. I was I'm, I'm in a yeah, I'm in a pretty similar boat. Um I did like it, but I didn't love it. And I felt that Travis is gonna love this. I felt that was a little try hard <laughs> at yeah. times. Like especially Michelle Williams like the whole a lot of the acting, yeah. Yeah. It, it felt it over the lot. top yeah. and Oscar Beatty, to say the least. I mean, how meta is <laughs> Spielberg's like a meta meta scarf now? Is that what we're going to call him? Um, <clears throat> uh, yeah, I didn't love... I loved elements of it, but as a whole, the story just kind of... I guess felt a little try hard and it felt like... I don't know, just 
kind of bored me at times. Like the length, it was entirely too long. Mm-hmm. Probably, yeah, like, and it just felt like it was repeating itself kind of. Like it kind of hit the same beats over and over until it finally reached like the ultimate beat. <laughs> and then it, then it was like, oh, you know, it just followed the same niche like bullet points that you have to hit for like an Oscar bait movie. And and it sounds like I'm shooting on it because I did enjoy it. And I like seeing the cool, you know, how they had to splice movies back then and, you know, kind of seeing the... um development of film and all of that but yeah it just felt a little too formulated formulated yeah like too it felt like a little too polished and a little too like neatly wrapped up with a nice little bow on it and said here you go academy give me some give us some nods and mm-hmm. it just and I, I kind of had the same feeling with um west side fuck Oh uh, no! But West West Side. I mean, West Side is West. Side. Like that didn't feel like that. But <coughs> what was that fucking movie with? Uh, that was like the Black Panther, not Black Panther, but like the uh, with the dude from Chadwick Boseman. No. Oh, Ma Rainey's. No, the dude from uh, No. Nope. Tabellum. I can't. Uh, <laughs> oh. I can't think of it. Daniel Kaluuya. Daniel Kaluuya. Okay. Oh. What was that movie that he was like the? Nope. Not Judas no. or Jew? Oh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That felt like. Hey, we got there. <laughs> yeah. Took us a minute. <laughs> um, that kind of felt like. It gave me the same kind of feeling that this did. Like interesting. Let's release it close to the. Oscars. I don't see the, Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> not like not like <laughs> in its approach. Or I guess more in its approach than an actual film, because obviously they're pretty mm. completely opposite of. White yeah. American Jewish family, and then you have black, completely opposite. But one real problems, <laughs> two yeah, one like bullshit. first world problems. Yeah, literally. <laughs> so um, we but all I think, have problems, <laughs> but we have to serve the Lord. That was a great reminder. What's her? That was the girl's answer to this. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't even know her name. <laughs> I don't either. I have no idea. Um, but yeah, that's what kind of the same kind of tone that it felt let's push this out as close to the Oscars that we can get to the end of the year and then mm. here take this and I just kind of thought it was not gross but a little try hard yeah um well I'm glad to hear that because I tried I tried my absolute hardest to like this movie to keep an open mind while watching it but I kind of fucking hated the Fablemans. Ooh. Ooh. I thought it was probably one of the corniest movies I've ever seen in my life. It was very corny. Like, top to bottom, everything about it. But that doesn't make you feel like Spielberg with like... No. Not really? to me. Like, I think he has like... I know what you're saying. I know what you're getting at. But like... And and what made me think of this is is looking at his collaboration with Tony Kushner, and I don't know if that's like him leading him down this direction or whatever, but it's like from Munich on, like the movies that they've made, kind of like have that feeling. And I mean, I haven't seen Lincoln, but people, I think people like that mostly for like the accurate portrayal and Daniel Day Lewis's performance. I don't really know if it's 
much more than than that. Um, but yeah, like I when I think of old Spielberg, it's like exciting movie magic, like the stuff that you see him doing in this movie as a kid, like you know Jaws, Close Encounters, E.T., like Raiders of the Lost Ark. Like he has made the most iconic movies of all time. That's not up for debate. That's just a fact. Yeah, and like. Do any of these Jurassic like recent Park. movies? Yeah. Do any of these recent movies like feel like they're gonna be like sticking around for like ages and like live in some legacy that I don't know. It's just no. I mean, I, I you yeah. You said all of them. I fucking didn't he do Schindler's List too? Yeah, Schindler's List. Like Avery pre Ryan pre Scarf. <laughs> yeah, pre Scarf. <laughs> exactly. I like again. I don't know if it's all like Kushner's influence or whatever, but I feel like most of their collaborative movies. I have not liked or will not like if I, I think, watch them. I think West Side Story, at least for me, not got a pass, but it 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 was a musical, so it kind of living into that corniness or like yeah, that and felt even a little bit more that, in place. Like, than the look of West Side Story, so like he's worked with Kaminsky like for a long time or for a lot of his movies, but like this oh this like uh, soap opera lighting and like glossiness that worked for west side i wasn't like a huge fan of it in that but like it made reflecting sense on too, it though. now i'm like that makes sense in west side i hate that in this yeah because like, i mean west what? side's a play so it like at least that felt like there was like you know crane boom trucks like yeah. they were moving around a set it was, which was theatrical and that's what yeah. it was this is like a family drama that like literally i at times i thought i was watching a cartoon because of how it looked, because of how they acted, like their emotions, uh, it was so corny and so bad. I hated it. I <laughs> had zero emotions. Like watching this movie, like you know, they they were divorced. Like when he was younger, or I, I guess he was in high school or whatever. Like he was, he was a senior when that happened. Yeah, like same time my parents were divorced. Like right. I felt no emotional <laughs> resonance with that. Like yeah, that felt kind of like. Uh, yeah, I just everything about it. I don't know. I couldn't connect with it at all. Like the coolest thing about it was all of like the filmmaking stuff, the movie yeah. making stuff when he was a kid. Like that stuff was cool and fun to watch. Everything else could not get on board with it. Could not be less on board with it. Yeah, it did have some. Uh, I did like some of uh, like specific lines in it. There were some cool lines, but they did f still feel like four set times yeah um you know like i did like the relationship between um the mom and and the main character whatever the fuck their names is i already forgot sam kids sam, sam, sam. And yeah sammy yeah. sam my mom <laughs> sammy it's sam yeah yeah um i did like the relationship and he, how she was like it's artist versus scientist but man I mean, I'm I mean, like a pretty big <coughs> fan of Paul Dano yeah. and this obviously has nothing to do with him, but like, why, why get him? Like the dude's so talented and like is known to have these huge, like acting, like the dude can act his ass off. And then he put, he puts him in the, one of the most muted roles I think I've seen him play. Yeah. Where every line is delivered like this. Yeah. Yeah. He did talk just like that. It's like, like, I mean, he, this Paul Dano in 2022 did the Batman. Yeah. And then he, you pick him for this role and it's like the most muted, boring. 
monotonic yeah, he had role. more chemistry in Swiss with a dead guy in Swiss <laughs> Army Man. Like, <laughs> yeah, it was just pretty bad. And then I did not know Seth Rogen was in this. Yeah. Kind of weird too for me. I mean, it's like he's like, is Paul Dano Jewish? The guy's like, let's Spielberg's like, let's make sure we find real Jewish actors. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they definitely look like like they would fit into that. You know, I like did they, like they the. Um, role, I know Seth Rogen's Jewish. I'm yeah, pretty, yeah. Um, but I did like the brother from Independence Day. What's the actor's name? The brother. The, the uncle brother, brother of. Oh, Judd Hirsch. Oh yeah. Yeah. He's great. I, I yeah. think he's great and everything, but I mean, yeah, his, it's such a small part for his him, but role like one of the better like, parts. It was yeah, the, for sure. him in the room with with uh, Sammy was no, I pretty like there's great scene. there are moments in this that are good. You know that moment him discussing like what is art. He's like you sticking your lion your head in a lion's mouth is art. He's like no, having it not like eat like, my head is, is art. The art yeah. yeah, and like there was like a poignant moment like with the uh, the the sister telling him like how selfish he is like she's like um how or how he is more selfish than her or whatever yeah she's like she understands that like you know leaving is like like she's accepting of it because you know they if they don't love each other why would they force them like to stay together or whatever spoilers whatever who gives a shit <laughs> yeah. everybody knows spielberg's parents got divorced um and you know that that felt poignant and that as well as like being able to understand that as a kid like Everybody wants their parents to stay together, but to let them not be together is like unselfish. And that was a poignant moment. There's there's moments in here, but I mean, uh, tying uh, it's it together three hours just, long. I would hope there'd be a couple <laughs> yeah. good moments in there. Yeah. yeah, it's really long. It's the connective tissue, and like, I mean, even other things like, like there's definitely a moment where he like you know where he talks to. <laughs> which also feels super self-indulgent and like over important, but like he gives the, the speech to one of his actors and then like he oh, takes yeah. it so to heart that he like starts I, crying. Yeah. And like, that was bad. Yeah. I was like, oh, I, I hate this so much. I literally, you, failed your, you failed your family. Yeah. So I literally knew, I literally thought it was just like a, like meant to be like a joke almost. That he took it actually, in. I laughed at that part. So I, I don't think yeah. it was meant to be laughed at. Oh, really? <laughs> I don't think so. I thought it was. I don't know. I didn't yeah. get that. I didn't. I didn't feel that either. But I did laugh at that because I thought it was. Yeah, just, I was laughing at it because he just kept <laughs> walking, and I was just like laughing about it. Maybe it wasn't. Yeah, but he like, kept no, no, walking. No, we're like that was like that. that was like a that Jesus. was like a moment of levity, like because he like kept walking because he was so in he was so into it after his speech. Like he's like, I'm such a wow, great director. I, I totally that totally took it differently. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. Uh yeah. I mean And I, I don't know. And I feel also with like the moments with the dad, there was some like the going through the mail and stuff. I do think there was a lot of little things that indicated that he was trying to be like the strong. I mean, if you think about men and their roles in that time, they had to be masculine, they couldn't show emotion and everything and I do feel like when his son was having a panic attack and the way he acted during that time and the way he acted in general, it was like that the parents understood like it's not like he didn't know what was going on, which was 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 stated. It's that he still cared like about her and about his friend. And, you know, I don't know. I feel like there was a lot of little subtleties in the acting that you wouldn't be able to do if you're just 
not a good actor. And yeah, was that more on Paul Dano or is that more on Spielberg? I mean, I'm saying, are you saying that Paul Dano do did he, he did have something? I I agree. And it was but that's like because subtle. He's a, I think he's a great actor. Yeah. I don't think anything was portrayed like through acting like really alone that either they didn't make super obvious or that was that subtle. Yeah, because I think like, like Kyle was saying, like soap opera, like yes. he went to the other room, he's like holding his <laughs> head like and he's like, you know, making the tea and he's like <sighs> If we're talking about spoon out, fed, like, which After Sun doesn't do, this is yeah. Oh yeah. Which I here comes it, the choo choo train. I did think it was wide. interesting that these were kind of similar in a way, with that it had like a relationship with like a f- parents and a child. Yes, and it's a great contrast piece. One is great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One yeah. sucks. You can see how how it should be done and how it shouldn't be done in the same breath. Yeah. I mean, other than just like the family aspects, though, I do think there was some things that I enjoyed. I enjoyed kind of the the comedy parts with like the high school moments and such i didn't laugh not one time <laughs> yeah i don't i didn't even I, chuckle once i if i was laughing i was serious i was i was laughing at the movie did you actually laugh other than the jacob laughed at the part you weren't supposed to laugh at but well did I you mean, laugh at any of the parts you were supposed to laugh at? i just thought it was just like over the top but it was just going back to like this was like a film that was supposed to be like of an age of like the earlier I mean, if I watch like Indiana Jones and stuff, they're cheesy as fuck. Like they're super corny now, but it's but like, those aren't like semi autobiographical. Is like super like, corny and I know, but you think now. this is in made in vein of a fifties film? I think you it think was that this was going for that like tone? an eighties like no, you would have to say fifties E. T. type film. But then it doesn't make sense well, because spil- I mean, yeah, it's a because that's film. an eighties. That's, that's a movie based so in the eighties expecting what i expect from spielberg this i don't think this is worse than what he's done before okay like, et yeah, but the is bar's also low. a kids movie like that movie is made for kids what kid is gonna watch a fucking two hour 40 minute family drama that has no like interesting parts for them to hang on to because honestly this kind of does feel like it should be a kids movie with how corny and like yeah but bad they, some of the stuff is they drop f-bombs and you they swear it's like like literally the the only people I feel like that would love this movie is like Spielberg Dick Riders. Or Spielberg himself. <laughs> or Spielberg himself. <laughs> he loves this thing. Like you like I mean I didn't I'm not I didn't love this movie. <laughs> I know. Oh, I know, I know, and I do I do agree with some of the things you're saying. Yeah. But I disagree. But I don't when, I did not not enjoy it. So but the thing <laughs> that I have to retort, I guess, is all weren't all those I mean all those movies were set in the time that they were filmed in so like E.T. felt like an 80s movie because it was filmed in the fucking 80s this was a 2022 movie trying to either either if it was trying to replicate the 50s era it failed miserably in that notion of being filmed in that kind of context or you know it was like it it failed either that or it or it, it tried or it didn't do that and then it still was not good for it. Yeah. I mean, being honest, I completely now see what you guys are talking about. But me going as the person as someone who watches today, mm-hmm. I didn't you see watch this those today? Yeah. Okay. I didn't see the things that you like I see the things that you guys are talking about, but I didn't take them the way you are. But I completely 
like that's the beauty of see and understand where you guys are coming from like (laughs) if i like think about it from that mindset i'm like yeah all these things were like terrible but coming from me watching it today and how i felt about it it wasn't terrible to me but yeah it's a it's i feel like it's a weird space too because based off of like my reaction and everything i've said i feel like you would think my rating is going to be lower than it is and like I also could see people, I mean, maybe not giving it, you know, a full five or whatever, but like people enjoying it. I could see people disliking it. Another movie, like, I don't know, I think the last time it was Christmas Bloody Christmas. is like, yeah, I could see people liking this. Not for me, but yeah, you know, like I think this is done in a way that you clearly see that the director has talent, like a lot of skill. Yeah, I mean, that's so. not, yeah, again, you can't deny that. Yeah, but and there was just, a lot of skill involved, but... I feel like... Uh, I yeah. mean, technically speaking, it's awesome. Yeah, and I do think, like, I don't know, the it's basically... as I think this would really appeal to filmmakers, especially, like, people who were kids and tried to... I mean, we were kids trying to make films, right? Yeah. <laughs> With our cameras and stuff. Well, that's why that was the be- That stuff was the best yeah. parts of it. And like everything outside of that was, like I said, was yeah, I boring, think, yeah, lame, corny. The mom, the monkey that was jumping a shark for me, literally, like Jaws, not a Jaws pun there, but like mm-hmm. that that jumped a shark. I'm like, okay, what the fuck? Like, but at the same time, the monkey was funny sometimes. So you know. <laughs> yes. Um. <laughs> also found out that. While David Lynch might be able to direct, he can't act. <laughs> uh, I thought his scene was horrible. Yeah, I didn't like the scene either. And who was he supposed to be? John Ford. Ford, yeah. Ford, yeah. Yeah, yeah he, I guess he did say Ford, Mr. Ford. Yeah, I thought that scene was pretty bad too. <laughs> yeah, it just felt like an attack on like deleted scene that was just like, oh, let's keep it in. Yeah, and they made like a could, joke at the end, like a physical joke, right? What do you mean? Because the... Yeah, the, like it goes up. Because it like as soon as I saw the scene, it I'm changes like, the horizon. They were literally talking about oh. the horizon. I'm like, but this one is in the middle horizon, and then the camera. I mean, I don't know that much up. about John Ford. Maybe he did live by that principle, but like obviously, there's so much more to filmmaking. But do than you just did you don't think put the horizon wait, in the middle? But I didn't take that as him literally saying like, like I thought it, I took it as like he was giving him a metaphor, saying like being different, interesting, being like normal is what's not and that's what got him excited uh sure i guess but like a high and low horizon is not normal that's a weird thing to do but it makes the shot interesting versus like just a middle line yeah that is normally what look most people do because that's the thing that is understood like uh, rule of thirds type thing that's good puke. <laughs> so he Spielberg had this conversation with John Ford. John Ford actually said that to him. Oh, okay. Nice. Had a 15-year-old. He said ever since I first I mean, I had a feeling that that was like cuz he, he worked at he worked at that TV. Mm-hmm. Like he started in TV and I know he worked CBS. for CBS. So That's kind of gross though. Yeah, I mean like it's just weird that like he has made all of like these, like I said, iconic movies that have such like magic and whimsy to them. And like some of them have advanced effects and you know, these crazy things that like he 
had ideas for when he was this young and like his recent movies have almost none of that magic and like none of those things and this movie that is literally about that isn't like trying to recapture some of that and just feels so bland to me yeah i didn't have the luster that yeah that i think it was meant to have yeah i mean even like as a movie lover and you know i I just don't see the appeal to this because like i said the best part is those are those filmmaking moments and that's it doesn't cover that like it's mostly about the family relationships and drama yeah it's probably 20 to 30 percent of the movie yeah maybe not not a lot maybe not even 30 oh yeah definitely uh, that's a third almost yeah. a third <laughs> yeah. so less than that probably 10 to 20 percent <laughs> of the movie is yeah. the actual f- filmmaking yes which was definitely the best part yeah like seeing the kids run and they jump step on the plank and it shoots up mm-hmm. the yeah or the little firecrackers he hit throughout the the shots ground pins he had to prick yeah that, that was cool himself. i didn't know mm-hmm. i that was a cool technique that i did not know yeah. about like all that's that stuff was incredible, and I was yeah. like, "Damn, this is like really cool to see." But the rest of it, that was the only magic part. <laughs> I would agree. Um, are there spoilers for this? Anything that we need to say? I mean, not more than what we've already, I already said. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know if it's true. spoiling. Yeah, I mean, it's all yeah, this isn't a movie right? that hinges on being surprising. Well, it's also based on his Crunch. life, so if anyone knows Spielberg, they can fucking this is on. They can see all this stuff. Not yeah. all of the stuff, I guess. Well, I mean, like the moment beat, like that he like it comes to like a realization through him, like seeing that stuff in his film, I guess could be revelatory to some people. But like a lot of like his most iconic movies I mean, are kind of based on his no, parents divorce was, and like being single parents. And I stuff. was definitely confused on the whole like. One guy he made look like a star. I was just literally about to bring that up. Like what I was, wanted to like understand it. it, but I didn't. I did. I'm not. I'd be lying if I say I felt I like did it was supposed it. to be like, like a revelatory <laughs> that you were saying, but I he didn't. It didn't go anywhere. I I honestly I I'm like I, I'm stretching and I can give a meaning to it, but it, it's I but feel like myself is a stretch. You would so, have to. It's there's a difference between it. you giving a meaning, <laughs> and you getting a meaning. And I did not get. Well, anything. I w- I thought it was like that guy's a hard worker, and but he doesn't necessarily feel like he made him look so good, basically that he can't live up to the standard that he he never saw himself from the outside, and he was like seeing himself for the first time from an like another perspective. That also made him look good, and people were treating him differently based on I mean, how he looked in that video. But he said that, yeah, based on what it versus how he actually is. So, like, that was his first time, like, seeing that and trying to understand. It but he can outrun everybody in Santa Clara County. Sure, but it just like it set unreal expectations, and he just felt uncomfortable with these new expectations that were placed on him. Wait, what but are you giving? Cause he said all of this. Yeah, I know. So what's the, well, he didn't, are like, you talking about what would his, what would Sammy's motivations be for doing it? No. I mean, yes, that also, but I'm saying, no, no, no. I'm trying to get the answer from that because he says that he's like, why would you do that? Cause he, he says that you set like unreal expectations or something. He says something of that nature. Well, he didn't say that. He says something like that. He said, I can't fly. 
Yeah, but he said you made me you look made like me I look like. Fly. I mean, he said all but that. Fly. He said, yeah, he yeah. said it but in his own way. That's what I. And that's I what I'm saying. That's part. like all I got out of it. No, I'm saying, but well, I feel I'm like the, I'm more worried more. about. I'm more interested in what Sammy's actual. Like, was he just was the extent of it him finding his finding well, the main character or finding the I don't think that there portraying was portraying a hero. Yeah, or? I don't think that there was a purpose because yeah. he said he doesn't know and it seemed okay. it seemed genuine i thought he, he was show. he's just he's an artist and he noticed that this was That's something interesting to shoot and he just saw that as something interesting to shoot so he shot it well and, and that was it. in the yeah. mid 60s so like look at everything that came before that like like that is probably what his brain has been trained to shoot like yeah. a handsome athletic male like dominating that's just kind of like you know what has been ingrained yeah. in him, and it, and it it made his movie better, as he said. Yeah, like I got that. I just didn't understand why this like Jack guy who never really was built up at all to have anything was had given such a moment, and then we never got anything after that. So I feel like there was supposed to be something there more than what I saw specifically. What I just said that I didn't get. Yeah, and I don't know if that's my fault or if it's I don't like know the if, fault of if him. Spielberg has ever been one to be like, "There's more to this than meets the eye." I think he's pretty. What he wants you to see, he gives it to you. I yeah, I mean, how many get, of his movies are like, like deep thinking? Yeah, they're based. They're <laughs> blockbusters films. for the most part. Yeah. I mean, they're meant to be eye candy and to give you what you want to see, and he's not going for anything deeper in people like that <laughs> clearly we don't necessarily well it, i mean it's other his than recent it, yeah. stuff right it's right. he's always had great characters like adventure fun like i said magic whimsy in some of like maybe i don't think would you say any character towards. in this was good that's what i'm saying is like everything like no this movie didn't have any of that yeah the characters were kind of boring yeah, it felt like a bunch of cliches, but I think they were well done. Other than the one sister, the sister, I did. I think some of the sisters had some cool. Yeah, but even dynamic, like even but even they, like were they were so under behind. Yeah. yeah, it's like you're only really focused on him, the parents, and then like people that pop in and out of his life. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean the mom is complex, but it's like. Uh, to what for how long I it is know. i wanted more oh yeah for sure <laughs> yeah i and wanted just more clarity on what was stated i just wanted more i do feel like there's just depth yeah if you're gonna I get, if i'm gonna spend two and a half hours yeah. of my life watching a movie give me something <laughs> there well there is a way to have depth like maybe this does and we're not getting it but it's different from like decision to leave where like i'm i i know for a fact that i'm missing something like he planted enough seeds in there that I'm like, yeah. oh, there's more there's I can to- get from totally this. Totally, that's for, versus this. Like I, I feel like yeah, maybe I, I could be missing something, but like I watched that like very closely, and I did like, like I said, I don't it doesn't sp- feel like there was anything left there. That's not Spielberg, and I don't think it. Yeah, decision to leave left you cook like left you breadcrumbs. This and that was this intentional. One, this one didn't, and like. But you want to expect because it's Spielberg that there is something. No, I don't. When I watch Spielberg, I watched it because I. It's kind of like J- James Cameron. Like they're in the same breath to me. Like you're gonna, you're getting their movies, 
and you're, you're getting what you see. And if you pick up something, you probably picked it up because of the way your mind works, not because of how it was written or directed. Yeah. 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 And if that's what you're going to do, like make it then fun. Run into it. Yeah. Fucking yeah, lean go into all into Lean yeah. into it. Yeah. We, we love, I mean, like we said, old Spielberg. If incredible. he could do another movie like Jurassic Park, Jaws, Close Encounters. Yeah. Saving Private Ryan, another war movie. Yeah. Saving Private Ryan. All those were in Schindler's List. Some, I mean, Schindler's List is one of the highest rated movies of all time. And yeah, it had depth, emotion, characters. Interesting. <laughs> like it had, it had a lot going for it. And this just, this just had, was it, is that, oh, she's walking. Um, yeah, this just didn't have, it lacked all the, it was lackluster. I would agree. Okay. Well, anything else to say on the Fablemans? No. All right, let's rate it out of five stars. What are you going to say? I'm going to give it a three and a half. I'm going to go three. Very light three. I am a 2.5. Yeah, light I've kind of been there. <laughs> All right, we are back. Last but not least, my beer, my choice. And I went with Blackberry Mushushu, which is a dark ale from Rheingeist Brewery. Bless you. Out of Cincinnati, Ohio, which we have had Rheingeist. Oh, yeah. Before. A couple yeah. times. Maybe multiple times. We had the Franz. Oh, the yeah. October we had that nasty ass Oktoberfest. And then we had, we had the one where I was traveling. I think we had Truth or something. Truth IPA. Truth IPA. Yep. Yeah. So, um, I guess this is, I mean, I don't really know how to describe it, but they have these limited bottles that they do. Um, and there's a few different nail, uh, styles. But I uh, haven't done a lot of dark ales. This sounded pretty good, pretty high rating on Untapped, so went with it. Uh, description, re- or what did I, wait, sorry, 11.4% ABV uh, IBUs, I would assume, are unavailable. Okay, Blackberry Mushushu is a dark ale blend selected from a variety of vintages aged in bourbon, rye, and brandy barrels. Named after a legendary hybrid creature from Mesopotamian Mesopotamian mythology, Mushushu stays true to its namesake. A panoply of the rarest and most distinct brews from our barrel cellar fused into a single majestic beast of a brew accompanied by rich blackberries. Complex and chimerical, Mushushu is limited seasonal release available in 500 milliliter bottles and undraft. Oh, yeah. Panoply, a complete or impressive collection of things. Mushushu is a creature from ancient Mesopotamian mythology, a, a mythological hybrid. It is a scaly animal with hind legs resembling the talons of an eagle, lion-like forelimbs, to the a long neck and tail, a horn head, a snake-like tongue, and a crest. Mushushu most famously appears on the reconstructed Ishtar Gate of the city of Babylon. Should have got this for next week. Oh, fuck. <laughs> God damn it. You have to go get a different Fucked skew up. of it. <laughs> That's true. They have a couple <laughs> different flavors. So, um, I don't know. I should do an image search of it. Oh, it definitely does not look like <laughs> a griffin. It's going to have any wings. I'm getting a lot of results for an anime. 
Search instead. There we go. E no. <laughs> not uh, not like a griffin. Not no wings. Yeah. Well, cool. What's the chances these things actually existed? Slim to none, probably. <laughs> <laughs> this is kind of a cool depiction of it. Yeah, I can see it. Looks like it's drawn by a ballpoint pen. Did All you right. know about that giant sloth that you exist that was like, it the was what? like ten feet tall? A what? Giant sloth. When did it just it got was, found? No, it's been found, but it's literally was like oh this motherfucker giant megatherium. Yeah, I it was so. a ground sloth. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah, it's fucking massive. It looks like a mythical creature, but it did exist. I've seen bones of it. Yeah, they're right here. All right, this is like, how many ounces in this? It's 500 milliliters. How many ounces is that? (laughs) 500 divided by 30. One pint, one ounce. So 16, so 17. Divide by three. So we should get. A little over five ounces. How many is that in dog ears? (laughs) It's like, it's like. Okay, how many dog ears? It's literally like a pint. It's like 16 ounces. He said a pint, one ounce, 17 ounces. Yeah. Yeah. So I said five and some change. I'm just wondering how much to pour. God damn it. Give him here. <laughs> we need a scale. Yeah, this shit has to be Start exact. weighing it out. If you get one more sip than me, god damn it. It's <laughs> getting pretty exact over here. I'll definitely pull himself some more. Most moist. There's still some in there. Chillax. Beautiful. You should do this for some time. Like a job. I thought Smell about it. Delicious. Cheers. Cheers. Can't Cheers. imagine Evan not enjoying getting fucked up. Don John? Or no. Um, hold on. Let me pull that line from Is this blueberry or something? What'd you say? Is there Black berry? Blackberry. Blackberry. Mm-hmm. I taste the sourness of blackberry. Can't imagine Evan not enjoying getting fucked up. Oh my god! Um, Wolf on Wall Street, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jonah Hill. <laughs> I like. I got. I was, getting it. I was getting it. I've had <laughs> Jacob. Well, I think <laughs> Jacob. I don't know if Jacob's was better or worse. Wolf on Wall Street. The wolf. <laughs> the hairy the wolf, wolf on the street of the wall. wolf of Wall Street. Yeah. The, yeah. the wolf on <laughs> Street of Wolf. It lives on the street. It's called the Wolf on Beale Street. The Wolf street. on the street. <laughs> the Wolf. What the what? If Wolf Street could sing, <laughs> Wolf Street could drink. It could. Woo! This one is boozy. Man. Jacob says that Jacob's getting fucked. This up. one is going to be better when it's warm. It's because it burns. Yeah, there's on some, the way down. <laughs> um, chocolatey that's a little bit muted right now. There's, Super. Is there cocoa nibs in this? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Didn't Tastes say like it, there it? could be cocoa. Was not in this. the description. So there is a different uh, description in the bottle. Oh, read the bottle. Crafted from the dis- discipline and love of Mushushu, this liquid has been carefully blended Shout from Mushushu. <laughs> Shout out. Uh, from a variety of dark ale vintages aged in bourbon, rye, and brandy barrels. The result is a truly authentic and chimerical concoction chimerical. that awakens from oaken meditation 
packing notes of rich chocolate, toasted vanilla, and blackberry. A mm-hmm. rare and majestic beast indeed. And it's ra- aged for, for one to two years. Well, I definitely get the... Is there a year on that bottle? 2022. Oh. It says vintage. Oh, but it's aged before... Yeah, so it's it already been aged. Yeah. yeah, okay. So <laughs> I definitely get a tartness of the berry, mm. but the burning... Super burning from the. I'm alcohol. waiting because I'm not getting you to burn. I'm yet. getting a boozy whiskey burn, or brandy burn. Who's so brandy? I don't drink a lot of her. And then I heavy on chocolate, and that's about it. That's what I'm <laughs> getting from it. I'm gonna let it warm up a bit before I say too much more. Yeah, I think it will get better as it. I like as it this a one lot. warms up. I like it a lot. But yeah, I like it a lot too. First sip. Approve. Definitely by Burns. Okay, well, uh, while we're waiting to warm these up, we can get into some nano reviews. Who wants to start? I have Uno. I have Uno as well. Oh, me too. Oh my god. Oh my god. Let's so let's just start with Jacob. All right. So I watched Glass Onion: A Knives Out oh. Mystery by Rianne Johnson. <laughs> Rianne Johnson. <laughs> So, I really liked the first one. You could listen to a long time ago episode for that. It's going to be in the description down below. Yeah, we definitely talked about Knives Out, didn't we? You guys did. Yeah. Okay. One of you guys watched it previously, and then the other one watched it after, and then you guys kind of had a choice. I'm sure I have a rating on it on here. Yeah, I think Kyle gave it a four, original. I think I gave it like Mm, four and a half. I'm guessing. I gave it a Around four. That. I don't see Kyle's rating, actually. So, you definitely seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. You didn't rate it. Jacob gave it a four. Are oh, you no, he's me? There he is. Three and a half. Kyle gave it three and a half. No, yeah. it's not there. It's further in. You have to click on it. A lot of people watch this, apparently. <laughs> I don't have him still. Anyway, what do you give it? Anyway. Three and a half? <laughs> so, you know, I gave it a four. So, I liked Knives Out quite a bit, and I had kept seeing like memes and stuff about this but I didn't even know it was like out and then turns out it's a Netflix movie so well it got <laughs> released and it was in theaters like one week one week only yeah well there we go and so why not watch it I like the first one a lot so I think it's a good movie I don't think it's a great movie uh, it doesn't fit in the same place as the original did and I don't know if that's because it's kind of in the similar space so it just doesn't have that uniqueness of going back to like clue that the first one had because it does the same thing so it's not as ambitious i guess it's more like excuse me in a similar location and i don't know some points feel very sloppy but overall i thought the acting and it looked good and i I liked the especially the costume design honestly i like that quite a bit (laughs) Took place during COVID, so you know they had to make a lot of talking about that, and it feels very topical, which I think will hurt it later. But mm, coincidentally or not, doesn't matter. It's yeah, it's, it's like, definitely set in its time, and it's very resonant now. I think if I watch this in like ten years, it probably will be worse. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's funny. Definitely, it's not like. The again, like a laugh out loud, like ha, like your belly laughing, but it's definitely witty, comical. Yeah, 
it's definitely witty. I mean, it, it, and it does do a thing where it's trying to turn itself like the, this kind of, cause it's trying to be different from the original. And this is definitely, it's better than bodies, bodies, but no, <laughs> <laughs> is it though? It, I mean, kinda, but <laughs> just fucking put a foot down and say, it. I don't remember know. honestly why I gave bodies, 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 but it's how memorable that movie was. Yeah. <laughs> so you gave it a three and a half. So, so, I guess it's about that level. <laughs> three and a half. Three and a half. Let's be honest. It's the I don't fucking care. Rating. Honestly, bodies, 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 bodies. You gave it to Fablemans. Yeah, exactly. You're gonna give it to Glass Onion. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it's already it's already stated it's there. In the stars. It's already there. So <laughs> there you go. It. I mean, it's an enjoyable movie. It's again, it's a long one. My God, like over two hours. It definitely doesn't need that. But it does do some interesting things. I mean, the murder mystery part is immediately cut off because the one of the main characters, he's a detective, and he immediately figure out, figures out the entire... Well, give it away. <laughs> murder mystery part. But it does go on to become more interesting later. But overall, it's, it is what it is in this genre of whodunit. And it does it pretty well, but... I wouldn't say it like any part of it. Whoa. And I, and even though you could probably look back at later, I don't think it's one of those you look back later and everything's like pointed out and you can see the things that it notices later. I think it's, it just happened later. <laughs> it's not, it didn't leave a lot of Easter eggs maybe, but it's not something I really want to go back and visit again versus knives out. I, I would watch that one again. I haven't seen either of them. So turn up. I mean, if you're going to watch one, I, definitely Knives Out is well, I'm the one to watch. Start with Knives Out. If you don't like Knives Out, don't watch Glass Onion because I think I think it's unanimous that people think Knives Out's way better. Knives Out is, in my opinion, also better. Well, yeah, but I wouldn't say better too. I okay, wouldn't well, yeah. say it's way better because honestly, I think Knives Out came out and it was just so refreshing to see this kind of style again. Right. Yeah. Which was kind of rare when it came out. Yeah. And now like bodies, bodies, bodies. And now this, like now whodunits are kind of becoming a thing again. Yeah. I think, I mean, because of Knives Out, they really yeah. did a resurgence. So yeah, like it's like Spartacus is going to come back around. Yeah. Classic. Classic. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it just, it doesn't. <laughs> I've watched that movie five times and, and I, I still, still know, know who the real Spartacus is. <laughs> Jacob's got the soundboard now. <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. He just, he's <laughs> uninstalling just things actively. No, it's still going. But yeah, <laughs> no, it, just, drink all it just didn't have the same impact that Knives Out had for me. And maybe it's just as good, but and I just had a better outlook on Knives Out because it was pretty original for me at the time. But it's, I mean, I it's still well done. It's still very fun to watch. I think it, it's was it deliriously long. fun? No, that was not. That was deliriously. That was there's definitely for definitely it. a lot of talent involved if you look at the cast. But um, so I think most people are in the same boat as you, Jacob. Slightly worse. So knives out. User score IMDb seven point nine. Glass onion seven point three. Meta score eighty two to eighty one, and then Letterbox four point one to three point eight. So, knives out. Nice. M- marginally better, but 
still the better. I mean, movie. there's quite a few really like good looking, really good looking shots. I mean, acting is what it, it it's campy at parts, corny, but like it's meant to be. Well, yeah, right. that's the feeling it's going for, but it's done well. And I mean, that yeah, just Norton and Craig were really good. So nine minutes longer. I think. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I, I felt seen, like I, I seen mean, it, Knives Out felt more like you said it could have been like it's a re- it's not a retread, but it's hard to recreate the same kind of feeling as the first one if you're going for the exact same kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it feels a bit bigger, I guess. But overall, I mean, it has if you like the first one, you're going to like this. I don't know why you wouldn't. It's not like it's. That much worse. It's. I mean, Meta and Klein's in it too, so. Yeah. Anyone? Is that whiskey? Yes. Yeah, good. Looks She's pretty, in Outer Banks. She looked pretty good in it. <laughs> but she doesn't do Kyle, much. Kyle, nothing. Never heard of her. Kyle. I never heard of her before this movie. You would love jail. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Oscar, you would love jail. Why? Why? Yeah, just trust yeah. me. No, just trust me, Kyle. Yeah. I'm gonna come. Maybe. Boom. Oh yeah, but overall it's fun. It's kinetic. It's good. It's if you like the first one, you'll definitely like it. But anybody could enjoy it. It's a whodunit. I mean, who doesn't like Spartacus, right? Exactly. It's a classic. <laughs> so yeah, I gave it a three and a half. We it's kind of went over that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's worth a watch. It's 2022, Kyle. If you're trying to get your list out of the way, I don't think it's gonna make, it's top, gonna make 10, your top ten. So. What's the point? It's not, it's not immediately up there, but um, yeah, I I do want to watch it, and it's on Netflix. Like, why not? There you go. Well, keeping in trend with 2022 releases, also keeping in trend with COVID-related movies. I watched a COVID horror relate or COVID-related horror called The Harbinger. 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 And talk about never heard of her. Not the, there's two that came out this year. Not the Will Clipstein one, which apparently sucked. The Andy Mitten one. Oh, thank God I had them confused for a second. Well, you when, they, <laughs> when you pop them up, you're going to be like, wait, what? Because <laughs> one's a 1.7. The other one's, the one I watched is a 3.1. So significantly okay. better. Um, yeah, it was like, it was very topical, like Jacob was saying. And I think... Honestly, going 10 years from now and then revisiting something like that, like, cause this is like, obviously it came out this year, but it's highlighting peak COVID. Like keep, everyone's wearing masks. This, the main character, they live up upstate New York. They're, you know, doing the whole, this is like lockdown era movie, which is crazy to think about. It's almost been three it years since then. It was for this too. Yeah. Was it? Did they yeah. like explicitly say oh, yeah. everything? Okay. Yeah, that's how this <laughs> they was. They had to get like vaccines in their mouth. Oh. To be able to not wear masks. That and was, yeah, <laughs> it didn't say, but they were, there was some corny part, especially early on. It kind of faded away from that, which when you're looking back on it, it felt intentional. Like he was trying to like, like really portray the lockdown event. And I think it was, it's a movie that's going to be something that, you know, five years from now, you're going to be 10 years from now, like Jacob was saying. This one, I think, feels a little bit 
at least for me, I, I haven't seen Glass Onion, but at least for me, it feels like something that you can look back on and be like, holy shit, like that was what happened because even three years removed from that time, it still felt like, holy shit, like people were actually like this, you know, like they were, they had alcohol wipes and they were wiping down their burritos that they got from DoorDash. Burritos? Like the outside of it, like mm. not the, but the foil that was used. I mean, wasn't that a weird time though? Yeah, she, I remember like, when like when people drop stuff off for DoorDash, I'd be like wanting to reach in a bag to grab it. Cause like, yeah. And was, like, yeah. we, you know, and there was, um, like they got, like they live in an apartment camp. Well, she goes to visit a friend of hers. That's the harbinger is like this demonic creature that gets into your brain. Apparently it's like a, yeah, it's a, literally a demon that once he's there, it's a virus. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but once he's there, Lucerin, he's Lucifer. Once he's there, you Come can't, on. you can't get rid of him. And, um, one, one cool little aspect is if he eventually, you can't get rid of him. He'll just keep breaking you down. He comes in your dreams. Eventually it's almost like, uh, he comes like in a, your dreams. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm going to come uh-huh. like a, uh, <laughs> Um, Nightmare on Elm Street. I was gonna say Freddy Krueger vibes. Yeah, like, yeah, esque. It's, you know, the the more you dream about him, the stronger he gets, and then eventually he can break that dream barrier and take you. But, um, the overall like thing is, he can once he kills you, everyone forgets about you. So like, people like you'll like somebody will die, and they'll they'll leave little relics. Of like, like a picture of somebody that they'll be like, it's no longer there. They're like, I don't know who this is, but I, I have this in a box of a camera that I've never let anyone use, but I have a picture of this person that's smiling at me. That looks happy. I don't know who he is, but he's here. And that's kind of a cool, like kind of mind fuck, like, because I have no idea who this is, but, um, but yeah, anyway, going back to the, the COVID thing, like, you know, she's in upstate New York. She comes to middle of New York City, like prime, Manhattan, yeah. prime hotspot of COVID. And, you know, they send a little little note under the door that saying somebody's positive for COVID, which happened. You know, everyone watch out. Somebody has COVID that we've been positively tested, everyone. Time. And then like they're like they get tested and they're like joyous because they're all negative and it's like i remember you know like when the peak covid it was like pretty crazy because you know we didn't know what this was we didn't know what was going to happen so to kind of reminisce on that was pretty interesting now like i said i'm not we're not far enough removed from it to be like i think this movie could have came out a couple years later and then it was maybe been a little bit more effective um but Still reminiscing on that, you know, they even met a demonologist over a Zoom call, which was, you know, like like host. Kyle hated it, but oh yeah, trash. Jacob and I liked host because it was in COVID and it was probably one of the better movies that existed during that came out during COVID. And this is one of the better ones, I think, that came post COVID that we've watched or that I've seen. <coughs> Kimmy kind of touched it, but. You know, I wasn't a big fan of Kimmy. Um, this one, I think, is a much better, or not much better, but better film. But um, still, a little too topical, a little too on the nose at some times for it. And 
um, definitely low budget. So some of the, I think the two main characters were really good, but some of the extras weren't yeah. weren't great. And there was even like a the the landlord was like anti-vax, and she was like, "You sheeple." She even said the word sheeple. It was kind of corny in that sense, but corny. But the corniness, I hear that. Yeah, the corniness, <laughs> so. the corniness tale like tapered off pretty heavily after a certain point. So at least it wasn't that consistently. So it kind of kind of helped for the overall viewing experience, but. Yeah, it wasn't um, the Fablemans. It wasn't the Fablemans, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, so um, I ended up, I was f- knocking back and forth on the rating, but I'm going to give it a heavy three-star. Very cool. Okay, I finally saw The Whale. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm newest Aronofsky Can't film. Can't wait to Don't get too it. deep into this shit. Yeah, because I'm going to watch Unless this. Unless there's no spoilers. For sure. Um... There's not really any spoilers, I would say, I guess, besides the ending and kind of what that means you or like what you interpret it as. There's not really a meaning that you can get a direct meaning from the film. Um, anyway, back it up. Uh, um, I loved The Whale. Uh, I think it is saying a lot of things and doing them... Uh, some I, I guess some people could call it heavy handed, but I think it was done somewhat subtly and like just I guess what they're getting at. There's like a lot of themes at play, but, you know, just the the, the whole plot uh, is surrounding a, a guy who's uh, basically eating himself to death. Um, it's not like somebody who's just like overweight and like wants to change or whatever. Like this guy is like actively like eating himself to death and uh, wants to, you know, reconnect with his daughter and who there's a lot of different, I guess I don't want to say too much. If you guys don't know anything because I don't think the description gives away a lot either, but that's, that's the basic um, plot. And it is, uh, it's very like small in scope. And uh, I guess you could get this from watching it, but I didn't know it beforehand and that it's a play. And so the guy that has writing credit is the guy who wrote the play, but he mm. did the script for the film as well. And um, reflecting on it, you could see it, but like watching it, it wasn't super obvious to me, which is always a good thing. Um, so, yeah, it basically just takes place over one week. It takes place all in his like apartment duplex thing. Um, but yeah, they really did. They got a lot of mileage, I felt like, out of that. Uh, it seems like that would get kind of boring and repetitive, mm-hmm. but in, I was never bored. Uh, the, the, all the character moments were really strong. There's information that gets revealed to you as the week goes on, and uh, all of that stuff just adds importance and poignance to like his, you know, what he's going through, what his character is feeling. Uh, I, I thought Brendan Fraser was great. I've heard some people call his acting in this a little bit like over the top or like cartoony and there are comedic moments in the film so I don't know if that's like what people are taking away from it but yeah I thought it was really strong and um, even Ty Simpkins like the kid from Insidious grown up didn't really expect him to be that good but and he's not like give does give like a an amazing performance but like just at least solid for someone that 
I can't remember the things that he's been in since that, but who, who, someone who I wouldn't remember as being a strong actor, like he was in Jurassic World, giving a decent performance. Yeah, Jurassic World, exactly. There you go. Yeah, like Iron Man Three, but pretty strong in this, um, at least for what he needs to do. Uh, His daughter was good, and the caretaker, the girl from the menu, she was probably the best. Um, His daughter, Sadie Sink, she's from uh, Stranger Things. Never seen it. She's great. Well, yeah, she's pretty good in this, too. Um, Who was the girl? Samantha Morton? Is she from the menu? No, it's it's Hong Hong Cho, oh, I think. Hong Cho. Oh, Hong Cho. she was the waitress. Yeah, yes. Um, she looks different with her hair down. <coughs> yeah, she does look quite different. Yeah. Um, yeah, I can't, not a lot to say without spoiling it. There's a lot of things I would love to get into and... Uh, you know, hopefully you guys can see it soon, but, um, well, when is it streaming? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's barely out of theaters yet, but usually when something leaves theaters for May 24 and it's small, they, they at least make it available for purchase. I feel like right away or streaming like for, you know, 20 bucks, but um, January 27th. Okay. Well, it says with this calculation in mind, viewers could spot Oh, okay. on HBO max. Oh, that would be huge. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I like there is some stuff to get into, like thematically and stuff. There's a there's some great religious undertones, of course, and anti-religion in this. I would say it covers uh, hypocrisy and religion quite well, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll save it for when you guys watch it, I guess. How do you feel about people it. comparing it to Norbit? Norbit? Never seen Norbit, but uh, probably not people. as good as Norbit. So <laughs> keep that in mind. Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess I'll leave it at that for now. Um, it is... Uh, Did any of your Arnofsky blinders come into play in this movie? No, because even though I sh- revealed my rating... Um, I do think it's a light 4.5 and I do think it has the possibility of actually going down on a rewatch. So I kind of didn't leave room for this one to grow. I kind of put it at where I would consider the ceiling. the ceiling to be. Um, I mean, let's be real this year fucking sucks and I got to fill this top 10 out somehow. So <laughs> fair enough. I need some, <laughs> I need some good movies on there. It's better than other movies, I guess. So for you. Yeah. And, and thinking about it more like, Here's the thing with the whale. Like I watched it, I haven't stopped thinking about it, and like the more I think about it, the more like I like it, and I'm like gleaning. Like I'm the more things I'm getting from it, small things that just were like, oh yeah, this and this and this. And so, what do you think the discrepancy is between? Why do you think there's a discrepancy between user and critic score? By eight point one user, sixty meta. Honestly, I would say it's probably from like the de- like the depiction of like just a super morbidly obese like person and like <laughs> i feel like some people like i don't even know maybe like s- triggering it uh, like seeing it is like triggering but i feel like he is like sticking that in your face for multiple reasons like it works it works in the plot of the movie it serves a purpose there are some things like sound design wise that like Obviously, like when he's like eating, like there's like effects that are like amplified, you know, mm. and 
he yeah he gained weight for the role but he's in a fat suit he's still in a fat suit you can tell um i mean i would say like his look is disgusting and like he definitely it achieves that but it's like not um it's not like cartoony i don't think is it uh libatique yeah, he look. also shot it, but but in, it's a, a, in a confined space, yeah, it probably doesn't use his. Not really, but like he, they do some interesting things of like just like, you know, making the most of that small space. There's, I don't know why this was so affecting, but like, there's a window, a small window, and like, there, um, when someone walks by, it has the shadow, so when they walk by, you can tell somebody's about to knock on the door or like come to the door, okay. and they always make that like they always make that no. window in frame. And like, it just, it was weird how affecting that was every time you saw like a shadow walk by the window, just like small things like that kind of going around like some like circular shots, like around him and just, yeah, I would say utilizing the space more than anything, but I liked it a lot. I borderline loved it. I don't know if it will go down. But like I said, it's probably at the ceiling. I don't think it'll ever go up to a full five. Mm, I could I either solidify my 4.5 or it could go down. I potentially might go tomorrow during the day. To go see it. That'd be huge. So I, I was, <laughs> you know, I was almost going to do a double header with the whale, Babylon. But That's then like five hours. But then I forgot that almost I also had to watch. This was yesterday was Monday. Yeah, because we had Monday off. I was then I forgot I was like oh I have to watch the Fablemans also which means I would have watched two and a half whale, two, Babylon and Fablemans in a row four and a half plus <laughs> so three I, I was and like a half. no I can't I can't do it You're, that's like seven like eight hours of movie of just movies yeah for the day it's a di- that's a job yeah full full time Jacob and I will do that January 11th <laughs> so <laughs> Ooh, yeah so uh, yeah decided against seeing Babylon because I know Babylon's gonna stick around and. I I'm just have this fear that like any day the whale is going to be gone and I'll miss it. So yeah, I really def- really didn't want. to I miss just it. looked. It is tomorrow yeah. at NCG still, so okay. I might go see it. Potential. I want to go see it. Actually, well, definitely would recommend it. Uh, like I said, I already gave it four point five. So all right, that uh, I think that wraps us up. Did did you need to add anything on Mushushu? It's warmed up. No? I did. It is better better it's yeah, still not great sure. though i think it's pretty done di- what did what don't you like about it um i guess i want a little bit more blackberry yeah it's a weak, little more but berry. it's there it's present it is there but it could be a little richer for a f- for an 11 percent beer yeah i also want a little bit more girth to it mm-hmm. i like my beers girthy if they're going to be imperials and a tad thin girth is very important like girth is important like it there is There is a uh, uh, afterbirth, but it's not oaky oaky enough. Oaky enough. (laughs) Or long enough. Or after E enough. Or after E enough. (coughs) All right. Well, I think that wraps up the show. um, What's the plan for next week again? Fuck. Why don't you remind, remind me? Next week in Babylon. I thought we talked about something else. Oh, Pale Blue Eyes. (laughs) I don't know. Kyle's favorite Um, director. Yeah, definitely want to see Babylon. Let's see. We have, so we're tentatively planning our year-end episode 
for the end of January, or top 10, I should say, for the end of January. That way it gives us enough time to catch up on everything we want. Next weekend is the 8th. Any um, big VODs coming out? That week, that end of year VODs, TAR, is that coming to VOD? TARs are in VOD. Okay. I mean, there's a lot of, yeah, there's a lot of year-end movies that we, could um, do that we could see. We could do Babylon. I mean, I'm fine with that. Yeah. <laughs> or, I mean, do you want to do something on VOD, though, so you don't, so, to save the theater trip? Yeah, I mean, the thing about Babylon is, I don't know, like, you're we're in, like, top 10 stretch, and... You don't think it's going to make it? I mean, it could be, but... Yeah. I feel like I've... Oh, we have White Noise. That's the Noah Baumbach movie. Noah Baumbach movie. I haven't seen Yikes. Great Things, but it's an option. What's Is it a sequel? No. No, what's Great Things? Oh, a different movie. <laughs> I haven't heard Great <laughs> he Things. Just I mean, sorry. didn't hear. I thought you said I haven't seen Great Things. <laughs> I might have said that. You I said know. I haven't seen Great Things. Okay. Like seen great but movies. I, right, I yeah. still took it as like okay, I, haven't seen I haven't heard great things, great things yeah. about. I just it. heard. Yeah. I was like, "What's great things?" <laughs> it's yeah, like I, mean, great I don't know if it's going to be top ten gotcha, material, gotcha, but gotcha, it, gotcha. you know, it's something that it's bomb back. We're hey, Fablemans people love that. It's true. We didn't, you know, could be one of those situations. So very true. We'll discuss. Okay, I mean, I would say probably tar white noise are up at the top. I do uh, want to yeah. see tar. Tar okay. is up there. Okay. Okay, sounds good. That'll be uh, next week. All right, if you want to send us a question or comment, you can email us at sudsandcinemapodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Instagram at sudsandcinemapodcast. I am on Letterboxd and Untapped at the KG Project. I am on both those as JSAL517. That's JSAL517. And I'm on both platforms at Josh underscore Saldana. I have a Twitter account. You can follow me on Twitter. <laughs> um, just look me up on Twitter. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Thanks for listening. Cheers, guys.